thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7, which as we know can be many. There's a lot of challenges out there. I guess it's why I started this podcast uh, over two years ago now, just to have some healthy conversations around this topic, uh, including specific tips and strategies that are going to help you to maintain your health whilst working some pretty challenging hours. Now, in today's podcast, um, we're going to be talking about coffee, which I know is a favourite beverage for many a shift worker, and I know, uh, I know it was when I was working irregular hours. Um, but we're going to spice things up a little bit and and talk about adding in a type of food to your coffee, that being medicinal mushrooms. And yes, I know that sounds really weird, um, but as a way to kind of reduce uh, some of the the stimulating effects on our nervous system that coffee, or should I say, caffeine, is renowned for. But I'm going to leave my guest to talk all about this with you, uh, which is Mason Taylor, who is a health educator, speaker, and fellow podcast host who has a special interest in sharing how to navigate the world of health to create a unique and potent health philosophy and personal practice. Mason is also the founder of Superfeast, an Australian-based company which supplies medicinal mushrooms and adaptogenic herbs. So to talk all things coffee and medicinal mushrooms, I'd like to give a warm welcome to Mason. Hello. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Hey, it's great to have you, uh, Mason. I can't wait to talk about this topic. <laughs> um, Me neither. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested to kind of hear um, why. I mean, I've got a little bit of a background on this, but I'm, and I think my listeners are going to be really keen to to hear why on earth you want us to add mushrooms to our latte. Um, but given the sleep disruptive lifestyle that we have, you know, stimulants such as coffee does become a big part of our daily rituals. Um, which, of course, you know, that that's, you know, we use it to kind of help combat that fatigue, even if it's only temporary. Um, but before we dive in, could you just tell us a little about your story? Like, Mason, like how how did you come to do what you're doing now? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't quite often go back into my shift working story when I'm asked this. But um, when I was um, oh, when cool. I was 19, I left Australia, um, became a backpacker. Um, working clubs up in through Greece and then became a ski instructor. And then when I got back to Australia, I um, started working um, in Sydney at, um, at cocktail bars all around the place and did that for about six years. Um, during that time, though, I continued to travel. And in, in one of my travels, I just had this really uh, potent dropping into my body, I guess you could say. And I was <laughs> looking down the trajectory that I was going on with my health, being in my early 20s and having fungal infection that was I'm um, coming out of my arm quite, um, yeah, erupting with force out of my arm actually and being quite exhausted. I, um, for the first time, stopped ignoring my symptoms and got really real about the direction I was going with my health. And so I got back to Australia and I basically just dove into the deep end looking into tonic herbalism, which is what I do now, which covers, you know, encompasses medicinal mushrooms and adaptogenic herbs. And also just into basically anything that I could get my hands on that was going to potentiate my body. Uh, eventually, that led me to starting Superfeast. So, um, Superfeast is a company I started in 2011 in Mum's spare room in Gladesville in Sydney. And I basically just, through Superfeast, just offered to the community and to my friends and family and um, everyone else who wants to jump on board um, these herbs that really swept me off my feet and made such a big difference. 
in my life. And we'll go a little bit into tonic herbal philosophy. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like a real brief story of mine. I mean, over the years, you know, of course, I was working, you know, while being at uni, I was working full time hours um, in bars. And then also while I was getting super feast up and running, I was also working um, three nights a week um, in the bar. And so I'd be like, you know, basically full-time hours, Monday to Friday, and then hitting it on Thursday night, Friday night on Saturday night um, in, in cocktail bars, and then up and doing markets at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And so, like, know all about the <laughs> worker lifestyle. Mm, wow. Well, it's interesting that your background, yeah, was working in that, like, that cocktail bar, and now the sort of um, you know, what you the sort of, I dare I say, concoctions kind of is not the right word, but, you know, what you've kind of created now, um, which is obviously not the alcohol, alcoholic version, but um, something that actually really does um, has such a powerful impact uh, on our health. So yeah, definitely connected. And I mean, the, the roots yeah. of alcohol and the creation of alcoholic beverages arises from in, from the same um, the same ilk and, and space as herbalism, right? And it's the same. We've just got to, like, stop demonizing these things like alcohol mm-hmm. and get some context around them. It's going to take many generations to do it, don't get me wrong, in Australia. But likewise with coffee, if we can stop demonizing coffee, realize that coffee is simply a herb and it has particular actions in the body, if we can really get ourselves out of a place of dependence on these things, which is, you know, I know easy, um, easier said than done a lot of the time, especially if that's your vice. Um, but at the same time, don't take your finger off the pulse in terms of really trying to understand that thing that is a vice and turn it into something that you can have a relationship with, remembering that it is a, a plant or even when it comes to alcohol, remember that there's a there's a tradition that goes back thousands of years, like since humans you know, could, we were making booze and we were experimenting with using the plants in our area and the bacteria and yeasts within the... Um, within the atmosphere in how to turn that into something that was going to, you know, give us a buzz and also connect us to something else. And so that also just, I just want to say that at the, at the top, you know, because I know a lot of, for a lot of shift workers, it's um, booze and coffee. And then you can go a little bit further down the line, of course, but um, uh, things that become vices and it's always just worth mentioning that, you know, if we can take away the charge of it being bad to begin with, we can have more of a mature conversation that's actually progressive around these things. Mm, well, you've definitely got everyone's attention now because <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, obviously being lovers of, of both of those to to um, various degrees. But so let's talk about the mushrooms itself or, you know, the medicinal mushrooms. What exactly are these? Because I'm figuring you're not referring to the white or brown mushrooms that we see sitting in the fruit and veg section of the supermarket. No, we're not talking about culinary mushrooms, although, you know, they're great as well. Um, We're not talking about psychedelic mushrooms, although that's a fun conversation as well. But we're talking about medicinal mushrooms, which are the mushrooms generally where they're going to be the ones we find growing on um, trees, on living trees or dead wood a lot of the time. So it's very different from a soil born mushroom that the body or the mycelium of the mushy is running up through the wood. And basically, um, that's for these medicinal mushrooms, it's the key difference is that the this um, this wood or this living tree, if it can live some symbiotically within them, is a source of nutrition. And it's through that tree that we find such unique compounds coming through. When that mushroom then um, emerges, the fruiting body or the genitals of the mushroom emerge through the tree or the dead wood so it can spread its spores, that's what we then harvest and dry. So a lot of the time, you know, they're going to look like a, a flat disc or a little bit of a dome and, you know, they can be red or brown or multicolored. There's all, you know, it's a really beautiful world. You can 
um, go to our website and get some pictures of me going and harvesting mushrooms um, in, in, in various places. But they have been used for thousands of years, especially for their immunological benefits. And these medicinal mm. mushrooms, they sit in this category of herbs, which this is what I specialize in. And I use the, the Taoist, so the, the ancient Chinese philosophy. Um, uh, I use their terminology just because it makes it a little bit more accessible for our Western mind while staying mystic. These are tonic herbs or what they'd call superior herbs. So these are things that have um, medicinal action within the body, yet they are gentle enough to be incorporated within our rotating diet. So they, um, they, these herbs sit within this gentle, accumulating, potentiating place within our diet. And we can have them in there and rotate them ongoingly. And they're not going to take our body out of balance in the long term, which can't be said for a lot of herbs. A lot of herbs are too strong within their medicinal action, take the body out of balance. But these tonic herbs don't, as long as you use them responsibly and circulate them. And that's what medicinal mushrooms are in terms of falling into a herbal category. And that's what we do at Superfeast. Now, these medicinal mushrooms, the research has just exploded and it's exploded on the scene. I've been doing it since 2011 when people would throw up in their mouths when I told them to put mushrooms in coffee, you know. <laughs> and, um, I think that's what a lot of our listeners are thinking right now, but yeah, <laughs> keep yeah, going. And, you know, I, I really do get it um, mm. because it's, it's you know, just from our relationship to what mushrooms are, that soft spongy mm. mushroom, you know, having on pizza or putting in a stir fry. Yeah. Um, but these mushrooms are very different in flavor profile, especially. Um, so they're quite bitter. We extract them into powders. And then what we do is then we take those powders and we then add it to our coffee or we blend up a uh, hot chocolate or we add it to smoothies. Or I have a lot of mums who take the medicinal mushroom powders, especially this blend we have of eight mushroom powders with shaga and reishi and lion's mane, all these beautiful mushies. And they want to get into their um, to their family and the kids as well. And so they just whack it in like the their soup or the spag bowl and Trojan horse the mushrooms into the family because um, a lot of people are really, you know, like like people who are listening to this podcast, you know, it's like, despite the circumstances of life, I'm going to take uh, my health into my own hands. And the these herbs and the medicinal mushrooms are a piece of that puzzle. Um, humans have always consumed medicinals or the, the, at least the communities which were um, successful in longevity and not degenerating, mm. not getting disease early on. They had herbs in their diet um, preventatively. You know, it was just it, they were just there to keep us able to um, function throughout the day, not have deterioration of our brain function or our capacity to focus. Um, our ability to keep on topping up our kidneys and adrenals, which we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into what we call Jing herbs, J-I-N-G, and Jing energy. It's probably the two biggest things I do at Superfeast, medicinal mushrooms and Jing herbs. And so we're going to talk about this. It's probably going to be the core strategy for most people listening. But having these herbs in the diet that, uh, say, replenishing the kidney energy therefore the adrenals have a little bit of help and don't just have to rely on all the stress hormones all the time and tap out and don't get smashed when you have a coffee but these herbs we keep them in our diet so that our body stays is able to adapt to stress deal with stress so that there isn't this huge weight on our adrenals and therefore you're going to experience um, greater productivity 
Um, and ultimately, we want to see you having um, longevity. We want to see that you get out of your profession thoroughly alive. And that is, um, that's my mission. Whatever people are doing, if we can just get a, you know, one, two, 10, 20% increase in your health and the sustainability of your lifestyle and the way you're using your physical energy, because we do only have a certain amount of energy within our body before we start deteriorating and then move towards our last breath. And we want to ensure that we are using it sustainably as much as we possibly can. And herbs aren't the silver bullet, but they can certainly help us start to get a grip on our own, um, our own body's energy and start taking us in the direction where we are living very sustainably and we're going to ensure that we have a nice, long, healthy life. Mm, yeah, exactly. And I love that they've used that word, you know, sustain, because I think, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do as well. You know, as shift workers, we know we are, well, we are essentially biologically stressed because of our sleep disruption with what we're doing. Uh, and it's obviously placing a huge, um, impact on our body in so many different ways but in i guess in yeah particularly the nervous system and the immune system that you alluded to uh before mason but yeah could you i suppose give a little bit of a background as to you know for what exactly are adaptogens and how they actually work yeah absolutely so just you know i know this is for some people this is very new but yeah like let's get let's i'll I'll really try and break it down so you can get some context on the on these terms we're using so i i mentioned tonic herbs before and tonic herbs is a very broad um umbrella for these herbs which we first got this classification um about two and a half thousand years ago um in china and it was in the very first materia medica and these were the herbs that, as I said, you can include in your diet long-term for longevity purposes. The, the, the main intention there of including these herbs in our diet was to, um, to create graceful aging and longevity and to bring lightness to the body and then to bring our spirit through our body, which basically my interpretation is just in, allow us to be healthy enough so we can still grow ourselves and you know, our consciousness which is basically just becoming less of an asshole and more of a productive person. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's the broad banner. Then under tonic herbs, we have things like medicinal mushrooms. We have roots and barks and some animal products like deer antler velvet or even pearl, um, so on and so forth. So there's many different types of um, herbs from the animal, plant and mineral kingdom. Then most of these tonic herbs, right, They have what we call in the West adaptogenic properties. So this was a term that came from Russia in the 1970s. Now heavily researching herbs that were going to potentiate their athletes um, and their elite is these are herbs which have an accumulative effect on the body. So the longer you take it, the deeper the benefits get because basically through taking these adaptogens, you are allowing your body to regain system function so that might be nervous system or immune system and organ function which is very important long term these are you know that's the gold that's that's sacred for you be able to like you know in 10 20 30 40 years time to still have a really functioning immune system a nervous system Mm. that knows how to remove yourself from that stressful place and then enter into a place where you're calm and you're parasympathetic and you're just being right and you're doing your resting and digesting so absolutely yeah these are that adaptogenic herb that's the first thing they do they accumulate over time in in helping you get in touch with those benefits 
Um, they have a non-harmful um, effect on the body. And I like to add the caveat when you take them in appropriate doses. They are very safe herbs, but they're herbs. You know, you've got you to be switched on. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not panacea. And, um, and uh, finally, these adaptogenic herbs have a non-specific action in the body. So that means we don't exactly know where it's going to take your cortisol levels or uh, particular immune cell levels. But what we do know is that taken in appropriate doses, it's going to take it to a level which is homeostasis and balance for your body, which is a very important thing around adaptogenic herbs and tonic herbs. And that's why we love them so much because we include them in our diet and it's going to work with our physical systems and our energetic systems to bring us back into balance. And that's why they're beautiful and that's why they're having such an impact on a lot of people. It's why I like I like working with them because I'm just like, I was just a like absolute herb nerd when I started this out. I was just like into health and I loved sharing it with people. Um, I like the fact that I work with herbs and it's super feast working with a product um, that really speaks for itself. Um, it, we, I don't have to do much to, you know, with these herbs to, you know, to, to sell them because it's like try them and feel it for yourself. And when you feel yourself building back this energy or when you feel your immune system coming back alive, you don't have to just cross your fingers and hope that they're working, which I do not like people doing. I like people's intention to be strong and I want to ensure that you feel that you are making progress towards your health goals and that it's helping you in like in this instance with your shift work doing whatever you know just being you know been enable, enabling you to turn up and do the best job that you possibly can and um, especially I've you know my mum uh, about six years ago now had an aneurysm and spent a lot of time in the in hospital obviously and a lot of time in the rehabilitation center and so I really got up close and personal with the lives of doctors and nurses at the time and she still requires 24-hour care so um, a lot of time up close and personal with carers um, and so I definitely at the same time I know like I was a bartender but you know just hope that I'm when I say you know enabling you to really potentiate yourself so you can get in there and like you know, really pour your best into the job, whether it's a bartender or whether it's a carer or a nurse. Um, I really feel the importance of that um, and and how much is riding on it a lot of the time for others and just for yourself and your, um, you know, and just, you know, you, you know, turning up for yourself. And so that's, um, I don't muck around with these herbs. And um, that's why, you know, with Superfeast, I get to support people doing beautiful things like this. And that's why the support doesn't go away. You know, that's why I've got a really highly trained team and why I still run the Instagram and still write back to all the messages, despite the fact that it's probably not sustainable for me. Having a CEO up and a daughter and a fiance. You might need a double batch every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, I do. You know, and I, um, and as, and, you know, and I just constantly learn and upgrade my lifestyle and, you know, and just like year after year after year after year, I just tighten it up, tighten up and learn my rhythms and um, so that I am living sustainably and I'm not leaking my energy, which is something I think we should talk about now in terms of what happens in shift work is leaning, leaning towards exhaustion yep. is what we call leaking jing. I don't know if that's like, are you right for me to jump into that? Yeah, no, please, because I was going to ask you, yeah, like how, how do this sort of boost our energy or will it boost our energy? excuse me yeah so well so boosting energy is great and that is what coffee is wonderful for it is a herbal stimulant right and so every now and then we love that 
ideally, I'd like everyone to get to the position who's listening. Um, you know, I know this might not be realistic a lot of the time, but you want to try and hover in the place where you're wanting a coffee and not needing a coffee. And the reason I say that is because really needing a coffee, it's a, you know, a bit of a sign physiologically, especially when we come down to the kidneys and the adrenals. Now, this is the organ system, um, especially within Taoist theory and what I've really watched is um, they are the roots of your health and your primordial energy lives there. That's the energy. It's the wax of your candle. When you're born, light goes on and you start burning through that wax. When we move to states of exhaustion and reliance of coffee on coffee, we start chipping away that wax. It's kind of using coal energy versus uh, renewable energy, right? And we that's what has led a lot of people in our culture burning at both ends and getting to um, you know, 80 or 70, 50 <laughs> sometimes now, um, mm. and they've burnt it, they've burnt out. And what happens is because they don't have that kidney essence and energy anymore, you only get a certain amount when you're born. The Chinese call it your prenatal jing, your primordial jing. It's a gift, it's very precious. And um, we don't have to be, um, you know, we don't have to be so protective of it to the extent where we end up living extremely boring lives, <laughs> but it's definitely worth protecting so that when you get to, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, that you have it present because when you're living, living in exhaustion and you've drained that essence, the cells can't reproduce effectively anymore, um, reproduce effectively. They can't replicate effectively. DNA can't split effectively. And basically, it gets to the place where you can't heal um, heal, uh, um, in a, in a, um, scarred tissue, you can't heal any degeneration that happens through, um, through organs or trauma that happens through your skeletal system, because that's the essence that does it. It's the essence that helps us heal physiologically. And so you see rapid deterioration. And a lot of people listening to this are going to have to look that, you know, down the barrel, like even like a lot of, a lot of you right now, um, and I've definitely been there where I've just been absolutely burning at both ends. I'm exhausted. Um, you know, maybe I haven't been living the best life ever. You know, maybe I had to take antibiotics um, in, you know, last winter. And so you've wiped out your colony of good bacteria mm. in your gut. And so you're walking on eggshells. Yeah. And while you're young or while you're, you know, 70, doesn't matter where you're at, you want to look down the barrel of the reality of that. And it means looking at your own mortality, which is scary, but it's definitely worth it because it's fun on the other side of it. And start rebuilding that Jing energy. So, obviously, you guys have heard it all before in ways to get your lifestyle sustainable so that you're not leaking that Jing. That's what we don't want to do and be exhausted. From the herb side of things, Jing herbs is what we use to tone that kidney function and start pouring back that energy into the kidneys and the whole kidney system. Now, this also equates heavily that Jing energy to... Uh, been able to produce a strong and healthy ratio of sex hormones, which are baseline hormones that hormonally um, we are relying on them being strong to then go forth and allow the rest of the endocrine system to flourish. At the same time, that Jing energy is highly correlated with our sexual vigor and our libido. They're signs of health as well, which is always good for us to have. And I know if you're exhausted, if you're listening to this, you're going to be very aware that that depletes very quickly. And we want to start looking at both of those things. And we want to start building back that Jing energy. And so um, I have a blend. I, ba- I, I honestly, when I, when I reflect back on creating this blend called Jing, it's got six herbs in it, one mushroom, and then the rest are um, roots and barks. 
and um, and an, and an orchid as well, orchid stem. These it's basically for like postpartum mummers or new mums and shift workers. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and um, many people use it, of course, like students and anyone wanting to rebuild back that core vital energy within the kidneys. But um, especially that's going to be a starting place for you if you're if you're feeling you that you've um, tapped yourself out and you need to get your adrenals back on track. You need to um, help your body at the core function. You know, at the, at the you know in its core formation basically get its adaptability back and it's a key difference between take, taking something like coffee or an energy drink and taking tonic herbs is that you are rebuilding the capacity for the organs to function and the adrenals to function you're not taking something to fix it you're not taking something to give you energy you're rebuilding the energy and the energy you feel coming back maybe 20 percent is coming from the herbs 80 percent is coming back from you feeling your organ system and your adrenals coming back online which is important because then that's yours you know it's you it's not reliance on something external so jing absolutely that's the first one i'd want to see everyone on at the blend j-i-n-g and then we go into like into mushrooms big time because if you're depleted or if you're working in a hospital setting or if you're working in a bar and there's too much booze going on, it's just excessiveness is basically going to drain the immune system, especially if you have had antibiotics or something in the, in the past and you've wiped out your, um, your um, microbiome, which is the good bacteria in your gut. You really want to um, be getting onto medicinal mushrooms. Probably the blend is the easiest place for everyone to go to. That's the Mason's mushrooms. It's eight mushies in there, Shaga lion's mane, cordyceps, reishi mushroom, maitake, poria, shiitake, and agaricus. Absolute immunological powerhouses. We've now discovered that medicinal, we are like our immune system is hardwired for the compounds in these medicinal mushrooms, in these tree mushrooms. That's meaning there are metabolic pathways and activations turning you know like little switches and receptors that turn the lights on of the immune system so its intelligence can return and it can do its job that are completely 100% hardwired and reliant on the compounds of these medicinal mushrooms being ingested hitting those receptors and then awakening this flurry of immune activity that's huge like it's absolutely huge we're talking about companion species and essential nutrition and so the second one i'd like to see everyone was basically on that mason's mushrooms that's what you'd have the jing and mason's that's like your bread and butter and then how do you use them i mean in a coffee if you're it's 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 interesting because if you just get like a milky coffee and you just bang that powder in you know if it's hot enough you'll be able to stir it in especially if you sprinkle it on lightly but if you put a big clump in, you're going to end up with a clump. <laughs> a- <laughs> I was actually going to ask you yeah, how you actually take them. So you're making it sound like um, like with the cappuccino and you're sort of sprinkling the bit over the top. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, remember, they, they've got a little bit of bitterness. Now, both these taste great in coffee. Don't get me like Jing especially, far out it's good. And it's got like Jing herbs really taste great. You can just have Jing. Okay, so here we go. Then we go with this. We've got a couple of ways we can go about it. First thing is we can do is I'll actually I'll send you a link because there's um there's this thing we do in I think we do it in July or August, but you can do it anytime. It's called 30 Days of Jing. And it's getting on the Jing herbs and during that time either dramatically lowering your intake or removing coffee, depending on how reliant you are. I'll send you the link so you can put it in show notes and that's and then you, so you can do the 30 days of Jing and start getting off the coffee. But the other thing you can do is just add it into the coffee. 
the way I like to do it is if you're having a long black, you can just bang, add it straight into the long black. That'll dissolve. No problem. If you're going to have a milky coffee like a cappuccino, what I like to do is I take my keep cup or I just have my jar of, um, of herbs and I put a, you know about a teaspoon. For everyone listening, you'll start off with about a quarter teaspoon and then you'll make your way up to a half to one teaspoon of each of these. That's a good dose. Half to one teaspoon. You've got to listen to your body and see what it wants. I'll put my dose in the bottom of my keep cup or the jar and I'll tell the barista, just like he would with a mocha, just add a little bit of hot water. Like he would add hot water to um, to the chocolate in a mocha. Just add a little bit of hot water to the um, to the powder. Stir it up. Then just make your coffee as normal. Then uh, add right. So, okay. Yep. So, we'd be using our own cup already preferably, yeah, and putting it in first before they well, start yeah, making the coffee. Or just hand him over the jar. They don't mind. Like, yeah. You know, just- Especially if you're not a, you know, if you're not a, a regular cap, yeah, regular place that you go to, yeah, that you know, they know you by name. <laughs> you go there well, so exactly. Often. I mean, we've had the, we've had these in Byron Hospital. Um, you know, like I think the, the, ca- the cafe got. Um, I think the the woman who was running the cafe, unfortunately, she left and it went back to a bit more of a conventional cafe. But mm. we had m- these mushrooms and um, Jing herbs available as an upgrade in Byron Bay Hospital, and we had. Nurses and doctors who are in that pathogenic sink, right? Just coming up to us after a while, going, My gosh, I can't believe it. I started adding these mushrooms into my diet and I have not got sick this winter, or they get sick less. Mm. And that is like, you know, that that's like a dream of mine to see these mushies in hospitals and see the doctors and the nurses and and carers on them because they need it. They need an immune system. And to have an immune system and have that potency, that strength, you need Jing energy in the kidneys and you need your immune system activated. Of course, there's so many other things, but from tonic herbalism, that's the that's the core of it. So, um, yeah, and then, so then they just put the coffee on as normal. Yeah, if you can convince your barista if they're a legend or the cafe owner, you know, they can get in touch with us and we can teach them how to do it. That's no problem. And then you've got it there at the cafe. Otherwise, just hand them your jar and say, hey, would you mind just putting a spoonful of that in the bottom of my cup um, and then just dissolve it like you would a mocha and add my coffee on? Should be no problem. Um, but yeah, as I said, you know, you can, I make hot chocolates with mine. I put all my ingredients, mm. you know, like I, I have like a particular raw cacao I use and um, I, you know, I'll use either just hot water or raw tea base and then put some coconut oil in there and, um, some medicinal mushrooms, a bit of honey, vanilla, pinch of sea salt, and I'll blend that up. And that's how I, I'll, I'll go and make that now and I'll run out the door and that'll be my elixir for the day. Cause remember with coffee, you're having a hot elixir. You might as well turn it into an adaptogenic powerhouse especially if it's not going to alter the flavor of the experience for you. Yeah, that's crucial. Yeah. Science is key, man. Like if if you go heap teaspoon of the Mason's mushrooms, you might taste a little bit of bitterness and it's not worth doing it for you doing that three times and going, no, we can't can't Mm. do it. Compliance is key. Mm. Take it down to half teaspoon dose where you can't really taste it or until such time, you know, with the Jing that you go, it actually brings some richness, you know, and complexity to the to the coffee. I actually like it. So just do whatever works because um, these herbs do work. But and especially we were mentioning, I think we were talking about like um, there's there's 
like uh, we're talking about a US company. Was it sachets that you were you were looking at no. with the other company? Oh, for the life of me, I can't think. Um, yeah, maybe, just, maybe it might even be Europe somewhere. Actually, I've, I just for the life of me, I've just got a mental blank. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, awesomely, there's a there's there's companies starting to um, starting to pop up. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, but the good thing about, I was going to say, if it was the sachet one, the good thing about having a jar is you get to control your dose. And it might lack a little bit of convenience in the beginning, um, but you want to be able to integrate these things into your diet long term because they work. And if you can consistently take them over weeks and months, you will start to feel a rebuilding of this energy, especially if you start, if you up the dose enough to actually get a good dose and really flood your, your kidneys with the Jing herbs and then this, um, the Mason's mushrooms, right, mm. for your immune system. Oh, four sigmatic. Sorry to sorry to interrupt, Mason. I just found it yeah. now. Four sigmatic was what I was thinking so of. Yeah, they, they are the sachets. The mm. thing is, like, very convenient, but very small dose of herbs in there. So it's very good to get people on the mushies. I know the owner; he's a good guy, you know. Um, but at the same time, when when you guys have really got a strong intention and you're not mucking around, right? You you want to be controlling your dose. And if your body starts really going, if you start taking Jing and your energy starts returning, you want to go on the rebuilding protocol, right? You want to be make sure that you can go like, if I want two teaspoons a day, I'll have tea, two, spoon, tea, um, two teaspoons a day because, you know, it's basically my longevity is on the line here. So, I just wanted to like bring that up for everyone and why we're going down this route of having jars um, because, you know, some of you listening, you might start to integrate this into your life, um, you know, get like... You know, and we're not leaving you hanging. Get in touch with us. You know, we've got lots of things, you know, tips and <laughs> little questions that you have um, answered on the site already or we can answer them as well. So, I just want to make sure everyone doesn't feel like they've been left hanging here. I really believe in tonic herbalism. It's my, my current life revolves around assisting people and in integrating these herbs into their lives. Um, since we're all building a personal culture for ourselves and our families, I get I feel really honored if anyone decides to bring these herbs in and start ensconcing it into their culture or into their lifestyle flow. Um, yeah, here to help because there's like everyone's, you know, everyone listening, you're an individual and there's going to be little quirks that you have and little preferences that you have and um, you'd love to just find the path of least resistance to get them into your life and get them actually helping your organs and your immune system. So... Can I ask though, Mason, when in regards to our sleep? So by taking any of these, obviously we know that caffeine does keep us awake, and that's a lot of the problem. And there has you know this half six to eight hour half life that it yeah. takes so long for our caffeine to remove from our system. How are your herbs potentially impacting on our, the quality of our sleep as well? I did want to talk about sleep as well. Um, yeah, really well. Like there's there. No, like not making not, it worse, sort of thing. Not if stimulating. Yeah. Not absolutely making it better, if anything. Yeah. Now I will tell everyone in the beginning. This doesn't happen a lot of the time. You know, maybe like, <laughs> no, like two to maybe five percent of the time. In the beginning, there's a you can when because you haven't had any herbs like this before, you might feel um, a readjustment period so that's why i say start with a quarter teaspoon and slowly add up so your body can adjust to this but that can be you know, it's never bad but it can be something from you know feeling super energized to um at the same time very sometimes if you're if you're a, if you you know you take a jing herb and you um you you know your mind might be going right give me energy to get through the day it's not what they're there for most of the time that's the outcome you're going to have the energy to get through the day but in the beginning 
if you take too high a dose and your body's not used to it and your adrenals want to be in a relaxed state, not an on state, you may feel tired because that's what the herbs are helping you feel how you actually feel. So, they're not here to serve, um, you know, in you know our um, our mind's desires. They're here to help our body get what it, get what it needs. Um, if you've got the space for it, great, go hard, you know, and feel what you got to feel. But just just why that's why I say just go nice and slow. Start with a quarter teaspoon, gently add add to um add up to a half teaspoon, and then that way there'll be, you know, you just you just don't have problems with sleep. Um, but at the same time. You know, maybe again, five percent of the time, people will feel in the, in those 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 initial couple of weeks um, a bit too energized from the mason's mushrooms, just because you're activating immune pathways and your chi, you know, your vital energy is moving. And so, if you're sensitive, you might not sleep super easy if you have it in the afternoon. That's like five percent mm. of the time. Got to put it in there. But if you have it in the morning, no problems. If you are wanting a little bit of an extra sleep strategy, right? Um. Reishi mushroom on its own is a wonderful, wonderful herb for helping to calm the mind, connect the mind with the body. It's basically in Taoism known as the um, a mushroom to develop our consciousness, to develop our spirit and our shen. And so that's about really developing and toning our heart, our spiritual heart and our physical heart just to help us feel calm and connected to ourselves and, and life in general. But that comes with um, physiological benefits coming through the nervous system that really does help downregulate the body and prepare us for sleep wonderfully. So that's a great one for um, if you're finishing uh. a shift and you know you want to downregulate. Reishi mushroom in a chamomile tea is really beautiful. Ah, okay, yeah. Now, now you've got my attention. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess going back b- b- before, like like the same deal with with coffee. It's it's all about stopping you know, having it at the start of your shift. And even if you're on a night shift, that means that I'm probably the only nutritionist on the planet that actually says, yes, you can have coffee at, you know, at night. Um, mm. it, it, because if you're working a night shift, if that's the start of your shift, you know, have it first thing, but just stop at about midnight so mm. that it potentially doesn't leave you awake later on. So we could do the combination that you are mentioning before, but then maybe mm. look at integrating uh, reishi. Um, you yeah. know, just before sleep, or yeah, absolutely. Is, like, just how how long does it take for? Is it something that, say, for example, I'm going to use the the night shifters here if they come home after night shift, they you know have a shower, peel off the uniform, and hopefully have something little to eat, then have it. Or yeah, it's 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 just as much about the ritual and your body feeling that, right, I'm taking my sleepy time tonic right now yeah. and I'm down-regulating as yeah. it is about the reishi. Not to say that the reishi isn't badass at helping you sleep as well, but, yeah, it doesn't, like, just before bed, perfect. Okay. Right? Again, yeah. not a silver bullet, but oh, like, def- it, it yeah. definitely helps. And the other thing I'd say, if you mid-shift um, and you, you go, oh, man, I want a coffee. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't have to yeah, we oh, all do that. Okay. It's not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> um if you if you don't have much time, um, try you know. And some of you might roll your eyes and go, "Gosh, this is lame, but it's not going to work." But try it. Some Jing blend in hot water, and you can add you know your touch of milk or something to make it feel like a bit of a tea. Um, or you know, and it's got a bit of a nice coffee, um, multi coffee taste. The Jing anyway. That is a really good way to kind of back, like break it up, and you add it in 
potent adrenal adaptogenic kidney herbs rather than the coffee. And then that's more, you're more on the rebuild. Um, at the same time, if you actually want a coffee, you know, if you want a coffee um, taste and flavor, but you don't want to have the coffee, having a dandelion tea. So a dandy yes. and chicory tea. If you have a couple mm. of those around, add a bit of jing to that. Great add tip. your milk. Really, really good way to get your, um, your palate satiated with that coffee taste because, yeah, nothing beats it. Yeah, absolutely. And you feel, yeah, that way you sort of feel like you're almost having a coffee, but without having, uh, the stimulatory effects. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I've just got one more question that I, I do want to ask, um, in relation to this, I suppose, is that because, you know, some of our uh, listeners might be on various different types of medications, even sleep kind of medications. I know right. some people use benzodiazepines a lot. Um, and so forth. But are there any contraindications um, with the, the herbs? Ones, the ones that I've mentioned are all very gentle and generally very safe. There's so many different, obviously, pharmaceuticals out there, yeah. so many ways, different ways that the drugs are working that I can't yeah. comment directly on it. Um, you know, like my official answer would be like, go and talk to your health practitioner. Your health practitioner is also going to have no idea what reishi mushroom is. And so they're not going to, probably not going to be able to give you a um, uh, down the line answer. Um, I would say if you're on heart, um, um, heart pressure, uh, blood pressure lowering medication, um, stick clear of the jing, right? That's like, and that's just like, again, I'm just being epically precautious mm. here. And then just have a herb just called Hishuwu, H-E-S-H-O-U-W-U. Just, just have that jing herb alone. Um, and if, uh, and like, likewise, if you um, have really dramatically um, low blood pressure, then maybe don't do, um, don't take the reishi in high doses. Um, so again, they're like, you know, I really haven't had problems uh, since I've been doing this in 2011, as long as people are sensible and add, add them in, um, with intention, um, talk to us as well. Then there are some that have like, um, contraindications, but the ones I've talked about are all quite gentle, um, and, uh, and safe in that regard. And quite often are useful to start gently incorporating into your diet. Um, and possibly, even in a strategy as you start weaning off um, the medication because we don't want we want medication to be a short-term jaunt if possible mm. um, and so and obviously work with someone you know like yourself I and mean, work with a naturopath or you know or someone or a nutritionist um, um, or especially naturopaths you know there's going to be specialists that are going to be able to help you get off medications in the long term because that's another thing we just want to make you know it's worth putting in the year to do that you know <laughs> like mm. I'm sure you I'm sure you've talked about that, but um, I'm very realistic about how that's not an easy conversation to have. But it's one I do have a lot because um, you can start, if you can start feeling, especially with the herbs, if you can start feeling your system starting to get enough space to deal with these real deep-seated issues and you can start to take the fangs out of the pharmaceutical industry, um, and even if you don't get them out completely, just taking a little bit of the reliance off and, um, and bringing the power and the sovereignty back into your body and its ability to heal, then far out. That's like the absolute by far the best ever thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's all about, you know, having that whole holistic approach when it comes to our health, because definitely, you know, there's a, definitely a time and a place for medications. That is absolutely for sure. Um, you know, we're not, we're, we're not trying to allude that, that that's not 
um, you know, the kind of the case, but it's all about looking at, you know, doing things differently, um, you know, and, you know, doing that real assessment on your health as to, you know, perhaps if I change this or do this differently, then, you know, maybe I'll get this better result because, you know, that what is it, that definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And if that's what you've been doing and you're not feeling any better, then maybe it might be a good idea to just start widening your horizons and looking at the different options out there, which is why I'm, I'm glad um, to get you on today's podcast, um, Mason, because I haven't had anybody on to really kind of delve into more of that, um, you know, adaptogenic kind of, you know, helping with stress and obviously mm. sleep is a big thing for me um, and for, for my clients. But it was, yeah, very enlightening, very um, quite, int- yeah, definitely interesting. It certainly um, uh, sparked my interest in in um, the, definitely the Rishi and that, um, yeah, the Jing, it sounds, it sounds um, fascinating. So if people mm. wanted to learn uh, more about uh, your products or even like I know that you do workshops and everything um, like that as well, have you got a website that you can sort of share with our listeners? Yeah, so superfeast, so F-E-A-S-T dot com dot A-U. You get lots of info there. That's where the, um, that's the shop, but it's also the blog. Um, yeah, you can go down the rabbit hole of the podcast if you're interested in Oh, yeah, that that's it. Yeah, you've got your own um, podcast too. Yep. Yeah, Super yep. Feast Podcast yep. is potting along. Um, as well, um, Instagram, really easy place. We're quite, um, quite active on Instagram as well. It's a really good place to get some inspo around recipes and little ideas and ask us your questions. And that's probably the best way to go about it. Yep. Awesome. Great. Well, look, this is, um, yeah, definitely been fun. As I said, I've kind of learned a lot, as I'm sure um, our listeners have, and I'll make sure I put those um, bits and pieces in the, the show notes. But thanks. Um, yeah, thanks so much for joining me today, uh, Mason. It's been great. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. So that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit as this will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. Also, if there's a particular topic or a guest that you'd like me to bring on the show, please feel free to let me know via email um, at audrey@healthyshiftworker.com, and we can look into that for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.